Who wants to get funky tonight? Give me that stuff, that funk, that sweet, that funky stuff. Give it to me. Give me that stuff, that funk, that sweet, that funky stuff. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give me the funk, that sweet, funky stuff. Who wants to get funky tonight? Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, funkers and mother funkers. Give it to me. You're listening to the Silver Emotion Podcast. You asked for it, and here it comes. Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. My name is Will, and I am here with Steven. Hey there. And uh, we are here to talk about 1982... Not 1982, the movie, the year, but 1982. <laughs> oh, is there a uh, movie that 1982? I don't think so. There's an 84. Yeah, there's 84. And there's a couple of those, but uh, 80, 1982, I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, but no, we're here to talk about 1982's uh, The Dark Crystal, directed by Jim Henson and Frank Oz, Puppeteers right. Extraordinaire. Um, yep. Puppeteers extraordinaire. Yeah, yeah. they. Uh, this is a movie that uh, features all puppets or or some I, sort of. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering. Like a lot of them, are they puppets? Are they suits? Because clearly, some of them are dudes in a suit. Yeah, there's definitely guys in suits, but there's no humans. Right. Like there's... seen on screen ever. Right. They are always either in a suit or puppeteering something or something like that um so i don't know if this is the first movie to be completely like devoid of humans in that way but Hmm. it's definitely unique i don't i can't think of anything else that's really at this level of uh yeah i mean at least in terms of puppets yeah in terms of puppets physical yeah yeah things i mean there's stop motion but that's a a kind of a different category right but that's <laughs> that's like 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 in a way puppets are animation yeah because, yeah you know a person yeah, is animating the, it the but... back of the box described that and that's not to my mind what animation right is but but i wanted to to talk about this specifically i don't know that I wanted to open with this, but <laughs> we're I, here. <laughs> I never have a plan, so I guess this is the the natural plan. Um, there are scenes in this movie where a lot of stuff is going on here and there. Right. Specifically, there's a scene where um, it's like a a party sort of dinner scene where the podlings are all like they're fucking playing music and yeah, they're dancing around yeah, like and maniacs and, and just all this shit is going on and i've always enjoyed this scene because it's fun and i like the f- little song and stuff but um what what i what struck me this time was this like everything in that scene is a puppet so like there's no guys in suits or anything at that point um and if the guys stopped quote unquote animating those <laughs> puppets they're just like lifeless nothing but when they are bringing them to life it's like 
this amazing fucking scene that feels so like lifelike and real to me. So not traditional animation, right, but they're right. definitely animating. You know, they're putting yeah, yeah. life into these yeah. things. And it it does, uh, yeah, it does. Uh, they are definitely taking inanimate objects and making them animate. So. Right, in the same way that like you can draw something that's you know just a drawing, and then through the wonders of animation, now right. it's on screen and it's a moving, breathing character or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. It's just not what I have traditionally considered. Right, uh, animation. Yeah, it is in a sense it, animation, right, right. but I like I wouldn't necessarily call it animation because it is a live action movie. Right, and it's using a lot of it's just that other movies would use. Right, just not as thoroughly as the Dark Crystal does, but yeah, you know, yeah, puppets and animatronics and things are definitely in other films that are just yeah, live action films for you sure wouldn't call animated films like star wars and right so i guess that's where it kind of throws me off on that but i was did see it on the back of the box and went, oh that's interesting I, I guess it's considered animation okay whatever <laughs> that's funny that they put it on the box because when i was watching it i was thinking about like how they were animating these like lifeless little <laughs> husks of of cloth and stuff and and i was thinking like oh, i wonder if people think of this as animation because like <laughs> it's not but in this in, in right. the way of the puppetry the you know like it totally is and yeah, so, so like i guess i guess yeah, they, some, somebody yeah. else out there does so yeah. well there you go whoever wrote the back of the dvd blurb <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't me <laughs> make my right. own case with my own blurbs on them <laughs> a great movie <laughs> um uh, so yeah that's uh that's the dark yeah, crystal I, I hadn't even uh considered the animation until i like after the movie i just looked at the box and i was like oh they're calling it animation yeah huh <laughs> did you think about uh, the art of puppetry at all, like while you were watching it? Um, yeah, it was kind of just more in like, like holy crap, how did they do? Like all of this shit they've they did, right? It was just like they like there's all these little just scenes that they have of just the environment, and yes, they'll just pan away to like, oh, here's this foresty whatever area and there's just all these little critters running around and yeah. they're all freaking puppets they're all i love that stuff yeah. animatronics or something right and it's just like you didn't have to do that but they put all of this shit in there anyway it's just tons and tons of stuff but it makes the world like feel so alive and yeah like yeah it's, it's it's so cool i would i was kind of thinking during those scenes that let um the way you've described Akira is kind of ruining animation yeah, for you. I think yeah. that, like, I, if I go to any other puppet thing, I will just be like, but they could have had all of this. And just... Yeah, yeah. I don't know that any other puppet movie is really at this level. Yeah, I, I certainly haven't seen anything that even comes close. And... I would say that the Muppet movies, the first three that Jim Henson actually, like, was, was mm -hmm. uh, like, he directed and he was behind, um, they made this movie, Dark Crystal, after the first two then they made this movie then they made the third muppet movie then they made labyrinth 
Oh, okay. The movie that is uh, kind of like Dark Crystal plus humans because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's David yeah. Bowie and Jennifer right. Connelly and stuff in that. Um, but anyway, this is like right in that sweet spot of, of after the first two Muppet movies. But Yeah, and I'm, I was kind of thinking about that because like, okay, Jim Henson and the Muppets and stuff. Right. And I'm thinking, well, with the Muppets, you had a TV show. There was and the it was TV going show. on for I don't know how long, but yeah, it, quite a while. Then you got the movies, and they're build, but you've got so you've got a build up of they have a set that's already there. They have you know they have the puppets, they have, and they maybe add new characters and new situations. Oh, okay, yeah, so, yeah. But it's like it's this is building up, and you make the Muppet movies. You've already got all the parts, or at least a lot of the parts to assemble. Well, and I was thinking, Dark Crystal. All of this crap was made for this movie. Like they yes. they aren't working. Like all of this had to be done from scratch. They right. weren't building off of what they had already uh, done before. And so, it, to me, just like even it, like this just kind of elevates it that much further. I guess. Yeah. Just maybe not a huge, but just a li- it's just a little bit more that to. Yeah, it's like it's not based on anything. Yeah, so it's just like all and so much stuff in this not. You know, all of it had to be, you know, all these little, like, whatever yeah, flowers no. that pop off in the air, yeah. little shaggy tentacly whatever's on the cliffs. The <laughs> You know, ev- there's, like, so many things in there that I'm right. just like, holy crap, there's something else. There, there's something new in, like, every location. Right, yeah, there's no skimping on those kind of details. It's, it's they try to make the world as rich and, like, alive as possible. Right. And probably... I don't know if it's because it's a puppet movie, but like, I feel like they, I don't know what I feel. <laughs> I just feel like, like, uh, if you didn't have that, like it wouldn't be as fun. And I feel like the fun, like the fun of making an all puppet movie is to try to like cram in as much cool puppet stuff as you can. So, um, they were probably just having a blast. Yeah, I imagine so. Puppeteering, uh, puppeteering heaven. (laughs) (laughs) But but to the to what I was going to say about the Muppet movies is they have a lot of the characters already, but the movies don't. They're not the show at all. Like Mm -hmm. I never really watched the show as a kid, but they, as far as I know, it was like it was confined to like this stage sort of thing and and it was like they were putting on a show at a theater Mm. um but the like the muppet movie is a fucking road movie where kermit and Fozzie are driving around and they meet all these random people because there's this fucking fast food giant trying to kill kermit for his legs (laughs) (laughs) and and so like to me, those movies are are crazy, like real world fantasies, because they make those characters feel believable within the real world, and so the jump to Dark Crystal doesn't feel as unbelievable. Like, yeah, of course this guy can fucking create all this amazing shit because he's already done the amazing by putting like these inanimate characters into these. Uh, into the real world and made it totally believable. 
So, um, at some point, <laughs> I would like you to see the Muppet movies. I suppose I should somewhere along. At the some point, I mean, <clears throat> I don't want to force you to do anything. Yeah. But I I quite enjoy them, and I I feel like they're they're um, they hold up. I watched mm. them a couple of years ago. They're still still really good. Cool. Um, but Dark Crystal seems like you liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was very fun. Like the the opening was kind of like it, like at first it's like oh there's this big celestial event and then oh there's these evil people and there's these good people. Like, okay, we're getting kind of standard fantasy fare. Yeah, kind of like and then it kind of goes through this description this repeated description yeah and yeah. at that point where it's like just detailing the ceremony and how this stuff's going on and i was like oh now this is getting cool and then it repeats that for the other for the mystics and stuff. right and i'm like oh okay, this is getting really cool <laughs> like, it's like it just kind of like <laughs> the just, more it, it delved builds, into yeah. it it just the more it sucked me into it the, the the whole world and story and awesome so it was surprisingly good and uh surprisingly dark maybe um <laughs> a little bit in that it's a kids movie yeah and there was like a lot of death going on yeah and i don't know i saw it as a kid many times and it was always one of my favorite movies because mm-hmm. i like darker things ever since i was a little kid i you know but um I would get fucking freaked out like watching it. And I, I mean, I like horror movies and stuff, so I, I don't, I never minded being freaked out. This is the cause of, of at, at some level, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it like taught me to enjoy being sort of interested in this horrific sort of fucking like those vulture the skexies uh, yeah, like, yeah they're fucking nasty and they always like creeped me out and uh the bug fucking yeah yeah the guards the, thing that they have um their army of darkness <laughs> yeah those guys always scared me and then specifically the scene where they fucking suck the essence out of the pod lane. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> and they fucking drain his like they show his face fucking like yeah, like shrinking down, shrinking up, up and getting all like oh. <laughs> man, that would just like like blow my mind as a kid and I I was so scared but at the same time like just like 100% enjoyment. <laughs> just like wow, this is great. <laughs> So yeah, maybe it is the uh, the foundational sort of horror thing for me. Yeah. Not that this is a horror movie, but right, and it didn't seem terribly dark. But that's coming from an adult perspective. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Like as a, as a kid, would it have seemed dark and creepy? I don't know because it seems very bright and cheerful to me. Yeah, a lot of times too. It's there is a, yeah. There's there's both. It's the uh, it's balance. Yeah, it's the yin and yang. Like the, like the the. The movie itself, you know, they got the Skeksis and the yeah. the Mystics. Yeah, I loved of... how they were parallel to each other and were the same. I think that's what was was really grabbing me. It was like, oh, then there's only ten left, and then it right, goes over right. to the Mystics, and there's only ten left. I'm like, oh damn, it's like, this is like some <laughs> special shit going on. <laughs> yeah, this is the fucking end days of this world. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, 
the Skeksis were originally supposed to speak only in subtitle. They were oh. gonna they were gonna be uh, speaking their own language, but they they deemed it like they didn't want to do it or something. I guess it was unkid friendly or something. But yeah, I can see that you wouldn't necessarily want some six year old trying to read subtitles of the dialogue and yeah. I always thought it was a good idea, though. Yeah. It does sound... I mean, there are... Like, the podlings have their own language. They don't speak... They do. They do, uh, yeah. English. So you have to have uh, Kira translating for them or whatever. Yeah, and she speaks... Uh, <clears throat> it seems like she speaks a few languages, because she's talking to them, then she's talking to the animals. Right, right. And I don't know that all of the animals um, share a common language, but... She she's like she talks to that fucking thing in the swamp that yeah, that yeah comes out and I feel like that's different than when she calls to all of the animals yeah, around it, it, her. It felt to me like there were different languages for the different animals and that she talked to each of them in unique ways. Yeah. But yeah, that that <laughs> thing that came out of the swamp was pretty that thing was too. fucking awesome yeah. yeah i mean well it comes out and then you're just like oh wow there's this this thing that you didn't even know was there and then like in the last shot as it's like i don't know is it panning away or fading out or something you suddenly realize it's got like there's two more that pop out right next yeah. to it they're like little baby the ones little baby like, oh my god yeah. there's, like, there's even more what the hell like? i know it's so cool and then when then from directly from that it it uh fades into a fucking slave podling carrying a baby one on the platter. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> like, like oh, dang. <laughs> it's so gnarly. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it's, I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great world and yeah, tons of stuff. Very, very rich in detail and yeah, yeah. They they did such a good job at at. Um, sort of designing everything so that it's very distinct and it feels like a real world like the right. the inst- all the sets like inside the castle and and uh the mystics sort of like rock home or whatever <laughs> where they live in that like little mm-hmm. thing in the side of the mountain all that stuff it's it's so like evocative of you you see it and you instantly kind of get an idea of like what they're about right right it's so cool it was kind of like you, you first see the mystics and they've got like this sand circle that they're yeah they're doing stuff and then at some point later in the film you see one of them and they're like hunched down and they have these big tails and he like turns around and his tail is dragging through the room like oh maybe he made the circle just by like spinning around and dragging <laughs> oh like, yeah it was just like oh maybe that's how they make the circle so like it just i i think that was purely unintentional but it just right. seemed so appropriate that <laughs> yeah but that's like that's what i love about a good rich world is that it gives you like it gives you input to take in, but then it also gives you the ability to like add your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like um, yeah. it's not it's defined, but it's not rigidly defined, so that you're like, oh, well, maybe this is that, and it's so right. It gets you thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, like it's it's it spurs your imagination while also like delighting you at the same time, like. I don't know. I think that's like a mark of a great thing. 
Yeah. Instead so. of just like a popcorn movie or whatever, where you just take it in and you're like, wow, that was fun. But then you forget it tomorrow, you know? Right, right. This is, uh, and it, I don't know exactly how well it did, but I don't think it did very well. <laughs> I think it was a kind of a bad, uh, a bad flop sad. or whatever, yeah. It's kind of sad. It's, uh, it's very sad. Because uh, it's so good. It, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of like a, the only other movie that's immediately popping into my head anyway, of, of just a world that's so thoroughly like just realized or, or trying to, or yeah. with all these scenes of just, uh, it was uh, Avatar. Oh, okay. Which, that, which is all just like CG and stuff. And yeah. I remember watching that movie and when it, right, pretty much right when it came out, or at least when it hit video or something. Yeah. And I was never impressed by that movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> Take that, James Cameron. But I mean, not that it was done bad or anything, but it was just like, oh, here's this big one. It would have these shots like Dark Crystal has of, of just environment and here's what this world has. Yeah. And those never impressed me the way the, those shots do in, in this movie in Dark Crystal where it's like everything's moving around and, doing, and I'm just... So, just so much more impressed by it being yeah. done with these puppets and things. Well, I think that's the difference between like live action and CG where yeah. Even if they like a like a totally digital painting um for a movie and you know has like little fucking birds flying and all that even if you take that in and it's so detailed and it's amazing like it's never going to be as impressive as like a tightly designed like idea executed in physical effects right i think that 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 kind of stuff is gonna affect you like directly whereas the the big cg landscape no matter how alive quote unquote alive it is that's more of a thing that you're just like i don't i don't know how to describe it but it's just i i feel the same way about avatar so like I know what you're saying. <laughs> I can't fucking say anything. It's yeah. another another podcast of me just like I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, but a part of it for me with the, the with Dark Crystal is just like I, I see every single one of these little things moving around and doing its own thing in yeah. this environment, and realizing that each and every one of those things probably has its own dude in the off screen or in the costume. Yeah. At least and it's one guy. All freaking coordinated. Yeah. And so much is going on. And Yeah, it's crazy. And everybody's gotta be in sync to get this working right, you know. Yeah. You can't have somebody fucking off on completely different timing and <laughs> No, it's all it's it's all that's why like the scene where the fucking pod lanes are having that party is so like I yeah, can't. It, I can't like, wrap my brain around they're it. They're all interacting with each other, yeah. And, and the camera is like on thing and moving around, and it's all synchronized, and it's all yeah, like it's all like, live, and it feels like a real thing. It's, it's crazy. Like, like crap. I mean, that, that's got to be hard enough just with actors, let alone actors controlling right. these puppets, right? Them. And, and that's why it's like fucking masters. I mean, these guys know yeah. what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird that like. Uh, the main characters were the least impressive part of it to me. <laughs> they were, yeah. No, they're because they, I mean, largely their faces are just animatronic. They're not actual like puppets. Like, uh, yeah, they, they, they seemed faker to me than yeah. everything else in the movie. For sure, yeah. They, 
I don't want to talk negatively because <laughs> I fucking love this movie and I don't no, give a no, shit. I mean, it's but but definitely they, if anything, is they are like kind of the weak link in terms of the the animated like uh, the amount of life being put into a creature. Yeah, you know, like but they're not for some reason they chose not to use like traditional puppeting puppeteering or anything because like ogra she's like their her mouth and everything like it's a like a latex face that can move and do all kinds of shit with the puppeteering Mm -hmm. but like jen and kira are like classic um animated anim animatronic faces where it's just all mechanics Mm -hmm. and so you can only Especially whatever, in like yeah. 1982, you can only yeah. do so much with that. Some limitations on them, yeah. Like nowadays, if they did crazy animatronics, they could do like amazing stuff because I've right you know, now they can do all kinds of shit. But for sure, and I feel like they they probably I don't know they like they did it for a reason. Clearly, I yeah. Mean, I mean, they it's... have a whole breadth of puppeteering styles in the movie. Mm-hmm. So why? Why do that? Maybe, yeah. maybe they had a new technique or something with the animatronics that they wanted to try out. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that, and oddly enough, because just in terms of I've not seen this movie before. Yeah, but I've seen like box. I've seen you know posters or whatever. You know. I've, yes, yes. And it's always you know Jen and Kira. Yeah, and so I'd always look at it and there, just be yeah. like. <laughs> and now i'm watching the movie and i'm just like oh my god this, this looks so much better than i expected it to right. from what i've seen of its promotional stuff and i think a large part of it is just because because <laughs> it's those people it's just jen and kira just aren't yeah. the impressive part of the movie to me anyway right right it's impressive to me like they're impressive to me in how um they're able to blend the different effects of that. So like there's scenes where Jen is a little kid in a suit basically, or some kind of like a small, you know, proper sized Gelfling (laughs) size person in a suit. And they never show that face. Anytime you see the face, it's animatronic or a puppet or something, but for like, there's there's wide shots and stuff like that, where it's uh, like a guy in a suit basically. Yeah, there's there's definitely scenes where I was like, oh, okay, I think that's a guy in a suit, and then there's other scenes where I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Like, and I spent the whole movie like trying to kind of piece together like, what, what effect is are they doing to make them? And it's it's, it's a mixture. It's yeah, always a uh, mixture, usually with stuff like that. But there's there's a few shots where they cut between them like really seamlessly to make the puppet to sort of like like you were talking about with Makoto Shinkai where. You hear the sound of the bike. They show the bike. Right. You right. assume like, okay, he rode here on a bike. In the same way, like, there's shots where the the puppet, like right after the the bug dudes uh, infiltrate Ogre's house, mm-hmm. and Jen slides down the mountain. There's a shot of him like getting up and then walking towards a bush. And then the camera pans with him, and that Jin 
going into the bush is a puppet and but it looks like they mm. looks like rods and shit that they make the i'm assuming you know i don't right, fucking know right, right. but usually that kind of stuff is like a rods and they do that and he runs into the bush perfectly and then without a cut the kid in the suit runs out of the bush <laughs> and so it's like it's totally fucking seamless i only know because yeah. i've seen this movie like 50 times yeah, I, th- I think it's it's that was what was constantly making me try and figure out what the effects were because i would see it and I'm like oh that looks like a dude in a suit then it'd be like no wait it doesn't what what is go-? like oh, like it would just totally throw me at times yeah. because like you're saying it was so seamlessly done in the transition of one effect to another yeah it goes between them really well and i was wondering when i watch it because now i'm old i see like all the seams that there are to see right and I kind of wish I could go back to when I was a kid when it was just totally amazing to me. Right. But, I mean, I, I like effects, so I don't really mind seeing the seams. But when I, anyway, when I was watching it, I was wondering, like, oh, man. <laughs> there's, there's, like, I feel like the fantasy element of this movie is enough to win Steven over. <laughs> <laughs> but will Steven's adult... Uh, adult nature like he's gonna watch this movie as an adult for the first time is he gonna just see the seams <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and uh, so when i was watching it this time that's what really was like i was watching it with that sort of critical like oh I man i don't know is he gonna see that and i was like well i didn't see that until i had seen it like 20 times <laughs> <laughs> and i probably didn't see the seams as much as you did but yeah like where i did see seams it was i don't know more fascinating than okay yeah it, then it, it didn't <laughs> if there was anything that put me off on it it was the fingers which were never really articulated oh the the fingers of the gelflings yeah them them especially but i think the skexies too their fingers were rarely the, oh okay sometimes they would but like there's there's a lot of scenes where you can tell the their fingers are just stiff oh okay and th- that's if anywhere the special effects fell off for me it was there but at oh, the same time it's like how are you gonna freaking articulate fingers and yeah you know it's it was kind of like yeah that that's just not something you could practically accomplish you can't they have things where where you can you basically hook it up to each finger and it's like an animatronic thing and as you move your hand the hand like above you animatronic hand moves Hmm. with you Uh, i don't know if they had that in 1982 yeah but that's definitely a thing that they can do now Hmm. yeah that strikes (laughs) me as something that wouldn't have been around in 82 but yeah i don't know i don't like it's hard to say i yeah i think i'm not i don't know enough about like the history of that level of effects like i know broadly where it's like oh that doesn't look like 80s but mm-hmm. yeah but specific things like that yeah yeah i don't know um this would have been this actually would have been right around the same time as the thing yeah maybe a year or two off same year same year thing was supposed to come out no that was video drama i was thinking of that that was 83 yeah, so that, another one that's right around that time yeah, yeah and the thing was definitely 82 though mm-hmm. so yeah um in terms of effects yeah it's yeah. at the honestly kind of right around that same level honestly for yeah the quality of yeah the amount of effect i mean literally like every shot of this yeah, has yeah. multiple effects going on 
and there's also like in addition to just the puppet stuff there's also like tons of matte paintings and right, all kinds right. of compositing and stuff and yeah sometimes that was a little more obvious than others yeah, yeah. There, there's some there's some composites especially towards the end that are like yeah because <laughs> um, the they built the giant like crystal room set and that's real and then when it kind of crumbles yeah yeah they like that new version i believe and i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure it's probably a miniature because mm. they didn't want to build two right and so then they so. composited like the guys onto the miniature and that level of stuff is just not <laughs> mm. um yeah it, it was pretty clear in that once right. the castle castle changes that they, they were uh overlaying some <laughs> yeah and yeah like the sophistication of that level of like ambitious effects is just not <laughs> not not there at that point <laughs> not really time. there at the time um, wasn't uh um it was uh return of the jedi that was really pushing that wasn't that with the speeder bike scenes and stuff that really... yeah and that's 83 that's yeah, the next so that year was, so, yeah. yeah and that was like i remember at the time was like a huge leap for that technology yeah well it so. would have been i mean this is also ilm did work on this as well mm. um industrial light and magic i'm sure yeah. you're yeah. familiar most people know that um yep. They did work on this as well. And obviously the Frank Oz connection, Frank Oz puppeteered Yoda and uh, mm -hmm. did the voice and all that stuff. So they're this and Star Wars sort of share right. uh, a, f a few creators like hmm. Ben Burt, the, the, the sound designer of all the Star Wars movies. He did all the sound on this movie and cool. stuff like that. It does kind of uh, remind me of, um, I think it was... Spaceballs and the commentary they were talking about oh they didn't want to get like sued or something by, oh, okay. by Lucas was like well we'll just hire them to do the special effects work <laughs> and so that, that was like one of the reasons oh, okay he, he, like so apparently they did some of the the post production oh, on wow. Spaceballs and, like, no one idea. of the reasons they d they were chose that <laughs> Mel Brooks had them do that was because it would have <laughs> uh, <laughs> been like well you can't sue us you worked on it right. <laughs> <laughs> And he just being so much of a Star Wars parody it was yeah. in his mind that it could be a, an issue or something. Yeah, that was that was before the days. Like now, everything is you know you strictly licensed and yeah, you know like yeah. they won't release a movie on DVD if they can't relicense all the music and all this bullshit. Mm, yeah. But back then, man, it's like fuck it, I'm gonna make a Star Wars movie <laughs> <laughs> and. I mean, and that was a parody, but I mean, still. Right, but it, still, like. It took so much uh, from Star Wars. Of yeah, for sure. Parody. Uh, it reminds me of anime that there's a lot of times you'll notice, like, brand names that are, like, a letter off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like Nuku Nuku, there was, like, instead of a Sony, there was, like, a, Zo a Zomi or something. I did, <laughs> like, yeah, I saw just, that. There's, there's always little fun things like that. I always and, enjoy stuff like that, yeah. But. Yeah, it was for. Dark Crystal is a ton of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's in what I like about it and why I just, I never get enough of it. I mean, I'm not watching it like every day or anything, <laughs> but um, I literally have probably seen this movie like 50 times mm -hmm. and it never gets old because like there's not, 
like I don't feel that there's a lot of downtime in the movie. It feels like oh, no, it goes from the beginning and they introduce this thing and then it goes to the next scene and they're building something and then it goes like now he's at Ogre's house. Now they're in the swamp. And it just keeps yeah, like this... going and it's so fucking yeah, the, like the movie is packed to the gills with Yeah, it's nonstop. Stuff, yeah. Just constantly. I don't know what the budget was, but I mean it it definitely yeah. seems like they weren't holding back. <laughs> Uh, I, I, can't, I didn't see any place where they were, no. no. I mean, it really, they're just like going all out. And maybe because it was after the first two Muppet movies and those were wildly successful, mm-hmm. like maybe he had enough clout to sort of get. Do what he wanted. Yeah, get the money or something. Get, get everything he wanted in it. Yeah. It, it definitely feels like there's nothing shortchanged in here. Not at all, no. It's. uh it's just so fun, and I love all, like all the reveals. It's just constantly like, building the story, and oh right, now right. now here's Kira, and like oh shit, this changes things. I thought he was the only one, right? right and then right. they like like when they go to the ruins of the Gelfling sort of uh, town, and they see the fucking prophecy on the wall. Man, <laughs> I just love that shit. Yeah, it's a great world to it's explore so cool, around. Yeah. Um, for many years, they tried uh, unsuccessfully to put together a sequel. Mm. I don't know that there needs to be a sequel. Yeah, I'm not sure where else the story should go from there. Yeah, honestly, I I don't know where. Yeah, where a sequel would even go. Kind of like, I mean, I guess having them try to rebuild the world with the new remade crystal or something but right but i just feel like, like I, yeah what, what what are you gonna do with that you right know? um but but and unless they want to throw it another thousand years into the future when the the alignment comes again and and something happens again but yeah i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it was See, I don't, because there was the Jim Henson sequel where he was going to develop this sequel with, I think, uh, Brian Froud, the, or Froud, I don't know how to say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he, Brian Froud, like, designed everything, basically. He, he was the conceptual designer of all the creatures and the world mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And together, they apparently like had this grand discussion of like this is this is the sequel we want to make but i don't think they ever wrote it Hmm. and then over the course of years they were still like trying to pitch that Mm -hmm. then jim henson died and so they're like well we're never gonna do that yeah but then (laughs) they kept trying to do it like the last like uh, about five years ago they said okay we're doing it Oh. And they announced it, and they had a, uh, like a preview poster, and it was fucking Jen and Kira with like king and queen like crowns on and <laughs> shit, and I I I was just like, no, don't don't ruin my my love of this thing, um, and so then that never materialized. Hmm. But 
I just learned that they they canceled that movie, but they decided to publish the story as a comic. Huh. And so I don't know if that's out or if it's about to come out, but apparently there is a sequel in comic form coming. Interesting. But perhaps more interesting <laughs> is uh, Netflix, in cooperation with the Jim Henson Company, is producing a prequel series huh. based on Dark Tower. I don't know how prequel it is, but um, that's what they're doing. And it's supposed to come out like 2018 or something like that. Well. And they're like mid-production right now. And I believe it's full puppets. Well, I don't think it's anything like CG or anything like that. Well, That'll be interesting. To, so I, I'm you know. interested, but I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm a little yeah, shaky. Who knows? So uh, how do you feel? You don't know? Yeah. yeah uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, uh, you're just, yeah. I'll probably watch it too. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Worst I mean, that could happen is it sucks. I mean. Yeah, yeah. But if it's puppets, I feel like even if it's bad i feel like i'll still like the puppets <laughs> and you don't see puppet stuff anymore so it's no, it's no. uh it'll be nice i did yeah, just just for that alone just to get uh, a new puppet thing right right <clears throat> i did kickstart um uh these these independent puppeteers they wanted to make a um a puppet movie uh, they were going to make a short movie and it was going to be like uh, a full-on horror <laughs> puppet movie with gore and everything. Oh, wow. And all the gore was going to be like fabric. Or what, it was all going to be puppets, the, like the idea of Dark Crystal, where everything is puppets, no people. Hmm. And then they, they, they were successful. And then over the last couple of years, they've expanded it into a feature. Oh. And so that's going to be... They're almost done, I think, at this point. Cool. So I'm very excited for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> a puppet horror movie. <laughs> it's like combining your favorite things. Yes, I know. I can't. I'm very excited. It's called uh, Frank and Zed, um, the Frankenstein kind of guy and a uh, zombie kind of thing. And hmm. anyway, looks fucking cool. Yeah. I like my puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have affection for the puppets? Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, not not something that's like it's not like you go ooh puppets yay yeah but, i mean they're good in this for sure for sure yeah. yeah well see like i feel like if you had seen this and the muppet movie and stuff yeah if i'd grown up with it as a kid it might yeah. have uh, been ingrained a bit more into me of because uh, that's what i that's how i grew up like just being obsessed with all this jim henson shit like i watched sesame street i watched fraggle rock at my grandparents house um i watched the Muppet movies over and over and over. I watched this over and over and over. And so, like, puppets it's were just, just like, the coolest a... shit ever to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of weird because my biggest exposure to Jim Henson was Muppet Babies, which isn't the puppets, <laughs> which so isn't funny. what he's known yeah, for. I it's fucking like... watched that, too, yeah. Yeah. Muppet Babies. I enjoyed that show. Yeah. It was... I don't remember anything about it at this point, yeah. but... I think I remember the opening credits more than anything on it. Yeah, um, the song is fun. Yeah, and and the fact that it would have all these little like clips from like Star Wars and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. In it. That's <laughs> funny. I remember that. 
that came out that's in the third Muppet movie there's there's a, a whole Muppet Babies sequence in oh, Puppet wow. oh, hey. and then they spun that off into the cartoon oh. just a little little tidbit there yeah. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I, I gotta say there's there's the one Skeksy the one that like the Chamberlain who's, Chamberlain yeah who's exiled <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like he's always got this weird high-pitched voice that's yeah. creepy and weird he's he's this underhanded little backstabbing asshole and yes. he's he's wearing these like white and red robes and it's like if you're a transformers fan i've basically just described starscream oh, it's okay. like he he's basically he's freaking starscream oh, <laughs> so i was like watching him like He's freaking story. What the hell? Like, and and that was one of the reasons I like looked at. Like, wait, which came first? And so this in '82 would have actually been before the Transformers. So ah, yeah, maybe it influenced. Maybe. Well, cause... original Transformers stuff is that Japanese. Um, the it's kind of it's a weird one for that in that um, the toys are definitely Japanese and they go back clear to like the seventies. Okay. Um, they're called transformers. No, that's the thing is oh, they okay. were just Japanese toys from like four or five different companies. I think. They, oh, okay. They, and, just, just a style of toy. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was just at some point in the early eighties, Hasbro just said, okay, we want to find new toys. And so they sent out their guys around to, to find cool toys um. and, like to other countries that they could license the American release of. Oh, okay. And so they just found all these robot toys of transforming robots in Japan. And so they just, from all these different companies, so they bought the American release rights oh. for them and then rolled it all into oh, the Transformers. Okay. Oh, and so, so it's this created that. Yeah, oh, so wow. it's it's right from the start, this huge conglomeration of all sorts of different wow. things. Some of them had, oddly enough, been released in America before. Oh, so weird. there's like super old versions of them that are like totally different colors than oh, what they wow. are in the Transformers, and they're like really weird, rare, weird uh, toys that, huh. and because so, whoever had them before wasn't a big distributor like Hasbro, yeah, so there okay. was only like really limited releases of them, and then Hasbro gets them and they're a different color, and now they've got this whole story and everything. Wow. Just like holy shit! So Hasbro. Did they, when they created that, did they just create it as a toy line or did it come with the cartoon and stuff in it? Um, it was the cartoon and the comic books. Uh, they kind of were rolled up into it as a marketing thing. Yeah. But like so much is with kids cartoons and stuff. The the cartoon is just there to be a commercial for the toy. I think that started in the 80s. Like, yeah. I feel like that because I know that, He-Man was developed in a similar way. Yeah. To sort and of... I think G.I. Joe kind of was. Oh, okay. And Transformers, well, and I think I don't know about He-Man, but GI Joe and Transformers are both Hasbro. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I know GI Joe like started in the 50s. Like yeah, there used to be the giant right. yeah, dolls an and all that one, stuff. But, but those, those like the the GI Joe that we grew up with, right? The 80s like that one. version, yeah. is definitely. And there was a cartoon of that, yeah, which yeah. was basically just existing to promote the, right. the toy line. Um, the comic book was there to just promote the toy line and. You know, there was some stuff with the writers that was like, oh, you have to use this character because he's a new toy and we yeah, need to okay. advertise. And so they'd have to shoehorn a character into the story just to have it be an advertisement <laughs> right. for it. And, and wow. So then all of the 
characterization of, of those Transformers comes from, from like Hasbro, that yeah. Americanization from, yeah. from Hasbro. And then weirdly enough, because of that, it, like there's Japanese companies that have control of the brand in Japan. So it oh, okay. is a thing in Japan as well. And it's been kind of developed in its own way. And oh, its own thing. Like, because there, there have been so many Transformers series since the old 80s one that we would have grown up with. And like, like cartoon series? Yeah, cartoons and stuff. And like half of them are made in Japan. Half of them were made in America. It's oh, like weird. It's, just, it's, it's such a weird... That franchise is just so bizarre in hmm. how it's structured and organized and who creates what. And yeah. It, it's it's really weird if you actually like try and peel back the layers of what's going on with it. Yeah. It's, it's a very strange uh, franchise. In the Japanese ones, it's the same characters? Yeah, yeah, they've they've kind of uh, kept a lot of that. The the American characterization of stuff has been taken into, and it is now Transformers is the brand in okay. Japan as wow. well, and and like the the cartoon was always an, the even the eighties one was animated in Japan. Okay, <clears throat> and actually has more seasons in Japan than it does in America that oh, have never okay. been released in America. Oh, and wow. it's like it's, it's really weird. But wow. weirdly enough, they didn't get the movie until years later. And so it's like, it's this really big, confusing mess. Of... Is the movie American animated? I don't, it no, it's, it's animated by it uh, was? Toei. Oh, okay, so, weird. Yeah, so it's it's a Japanese animation studio. But it just it's, never came out over yeah, there. Yeah, it, it just didn't get released there for a few years later. So huh. it was kind of weird. It, I, I have no idea why. But... Yeah, weird. Hmm. Um, which was very confusing, apparently, for the Japanese audience because the TV series, I guess the first two seasons were just the Transformer stuff. Then the movie came out and was set 20 years in the future. And the seasons that came out after that of the TV series were set after the movie, were oh, following up okay. the movie. So it was this sudden jump to 20 years later in the TV series that the Japanese audience had no transition for. That's <laughs> like, why wouldn't they put the movie yeah, out? Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was a really weird setup. But... so strange. Hmm. I had another thought, but I forgot what it was. It was something like, did this come before that? But I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Transformers is a big mess. <laughs> I guess so. Who knew? You knew. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Not as a kid, I didn't. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they. Well, like, you'd Japan have to had be pretty. You'd have yeah. to be like a fucking super. Like yeah, you'd have to because yeah. like in the eighties, if you knew all that shit about the Japanese releases and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd like... be a fucking like. <laughs> Some kind of like getting some kind of satellite signal to your brain because that was yeah, like impossible like, back yeah, like then. How would you have gotten that information right. without There's, just knowing Japanese and going there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you would have to like either have gone there and then had somebody explain it to you or something. I mean, it wasn't like the internet now where you could yeah. just Wikipedia all this shit and, right. you know, dump all this knowledge in your head. Right. So that's uh, <laughs> some, some weird stuff. Yeah, but, wow. Yeah, and they even had their own like comic series in Japan that was separate from the American comic book series and was its own thing, hmm. doing its own stuff. And... Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Hmm. Macross has transforming robots. Um, one of this is this is where it gets really weirdly confusing. There's there's one character in the Transformers, okay. Jetfire. He's basically just 
the main jet that transferred. They got that toy. They bought the rights to that toy, named it Jetfire, put it out as a Transformer, released it. Yeah. And then ran into this weird problem that Harmony Gold owned all rights to Macross in the U.S. And Harmony Gold and Hasbro thus have this weird conflict. Uh-huh. And as far as I know, they've never really, like, they just stopped making the Jetfire toy. And there was no, there's never been any legal or even an out of court settlement. That's just like, I think both companies have just looked at the situation and said, okay, if even if we win this case, it's not going to earn us enough revenue from being able to produce that toy. Yeah. Uh, to actually be worth the legal fees of fighting this in like if of because this is not just this is such a this would be such a huge clusterfuck of legal weirdness not only between these two companies of who really legitimately owns the rights but going across to another country to and then going into the fact that macross itself is owned by multiple companies in japan and is itself an entire clusterfuck of its own madness (laughs) that that it's a miracle anything macross ever gets made period much less to actually go through the next madness of going through harmony gold to wow Which is why we're pretty much never going to get anything else Macross ever in the U.S. again. It's just, <laughs> it's just such a lunatic spree of different things going on with that franchise. That they still make new stuff. They do still make new stuff occasionally. There's there's wow. probably half a dozen series in that franchise, and we've really only gotten a couple of things here in America from wow. like the '90s. Is when like Macross Plus is the last thing we got. That was '94. Yeah, I that's think. old. Yeah. And there have been at least three or four series since then that have wow. never gotten a proper release out of Japan and probably never will. Wow. And just I wonder if they're on DVD. Um, Usually Japanese stuff doesn't have English subtitles. That's what the problem is. Right, right. I mean, there's there's bootleg stuff out there. But well, like, yeah, for sure. Fan I don't subs think, and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't... I mean, unless, uh, like, Hong Kong gets a release. But yeah, I don't yeah. even know that Hong Kong would get a release. Because you know, a lot of the assumption, I guess, has been in in America that Harmony Gold is the reason we don't get Macross stuff. And yeah. at some point, I'd heard some guy in the industry being like, "No, it doesn't even get to Harmony Gold. It gets screwed up by legal oh, madness wow. in Japan long before it even gets overseas." Like it's yeah, such a bizarre because it's I don't know. I feel like Macross is such a big thing, especially for like your generation of '90s. Uh, love and anime people like macross was like one of the big things and yeah it seems it's, like if they had more stuff they would want to release it yeah it's just it's like just... so uh <laughs> the dark crystal i always feel like um i watch these movies that i love and then it's like i don't know what to say because i just love them <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, I mean it's just a it's just a solid little fun film. Yeah, I mean in terms of of fantasy movies, there's not a whole lot of of yeah, there's not much like, to pick from like straight up yeah. fantasy. Um and I feel like this is I mean for me it's one of the best. Um but I feel like uh it should be regarded as one of the best regardless of me. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah, it should definitely I mean, and I'm, 
I never even heard of this as a kid. Okay. It wasn't until later that I even knew it existed. Wow. At that, at that point, it was so I don't know. So, but since then, it's been like, yeah, everybody knows what the dark crystal is. Like everybody's heard of it. Yeah, I, it, I, I it has kind of like it reached this sort of cult status in in the the culture where it is kind of around a lot. Yeah. Especially, I mean, like Netflix is making a fucking show. <laughs> like they yeah, don't just kinda... do that for random shit, you know? Right. So, so uh yeah it does seem like it should have uh done better than it did yeah i feel like like it did well with kids like me who saw it and like went ape shit but for some reason like parents didn't take their kids to it or something i don't know maybe, maybe it is i didn't see it in the theater yeah, so maybe it is just too dark and and it's possible and parents are like oh no there's too much violence and whatnot but i mean yeah i mean that f- when they f- fucking suck the in uh, the essence out of the pods yeah that's pretty hardcore i mean for a kid right, you right. know i don't know and then they become these fucking mindless like zombie zo- slaves yeah, and there's a lot of stuff like yeah. that where, like, the fucking, the little, the dog-looking thing, like, yeah. bites the Skeksy and he just fucking throws him into the pit of fire. <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, oh, shit, as a little kid. But it's fun. I mean, that's, you, as a kid, I was never, like, I didn't think it was real. I knew it was, I always knew the difference between, like, reality and right, fucking right puppet movie i don't know like I don't, it never it never affected me and yeah. if it did i enjoyed whatever effects it had so <laughs> i don't know i'm not the best judge yeah i, mean, I might not be either because my childhood movie that i've seen like 50 times is the transformers and okay yeah and that's There's a lot going on violent that, yeah. movie i mean you got people just <laughs> straight up shooting each other holes and through the other like, <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some pretty uh, gruesome mechanical death in that. Yeah, you know, the poor Prowl bites it early on, <laughs> just gets shot right in the chest, and then his like eyes glaze over and just smoke starts pouring out of his mouth. And he just keels over, <laughs> just like, uh, you're like oh crap, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, there was there was some pretty uh, vicious death going on in there. Yeah. People getting eaten alive and dropped into vats of acid. Fuck yeah, man. See, that's that's what kids need, man. I think I feel like it's uh, like you, I said it last time. Uh, you, kids don't get enough credit for being, you know, like more. You know, they're smarter than they get credit for, and I yeah. feel like they're able to take more than we give them credit for. Obviously right, not yeah. to like an abusive level. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, but, you know, tying them down like fucking Clockwork Orange and making them watch, <laughs> you know, this kind of shit. This. But, but uh, I don't think that dark themes necessarily is a bad thing. No, yeah, I mean, well, ain't even Disney films have been. Yeah, I mean, Bambi's mom gets fucking shot, yeah. and that's you know. Everybody loves that movie. Yeah, and just Disney films had weird, dark moments in them a lot of times. And yeah, the other ones, yeah. And, you know, the acid trip and Dumbo is fuck yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The... <laughs> Fucking pink elephant comes around. Yeah, it's like what the hell is going <laughs> on? <laughs> yeah, I watched that. It's been a, a long time since I watched that, but I watched it with Laura. Um, 
and I had totally forgot about that. And I was just watching Dumbo. I was just like, wow, you know, this is Dumbo. And then all of a sudden, I was like, holy shit. I forgot all about this. <laughs> this is cool. But yeah, as a kid, you just think it's fun. I don't know. I don't know that you get the the full, you know. Understanding. The full LSD I mean, awareness of it. <laughs> well, you need it to just have fun with something. Yeah, yeah. A good movie you can enjoy even without really understanding all the deeper layers or anything. Right. I mean, that's the great thing about a movie is that you see it once, you enjoy it for whatever reason you enjoyed on the the first time. And then you watch it again and you're like, oh, shit, there's like more going on. And then you watch it late. You know, it just if if the movie is uh, well done, it should continue to deliver. Yeah. I mean... There's probably a, a point of diminishing returns at some point, right? right. <laughs> Which is why I don't try to rewatch movies. Um, like I always try to leave a few years in between or something like that. Yeah. Like I haven't seen this since I wrote the a review of it, and that was probably like five years ago or something. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as a kid. I think I watched Transformers like over and over and over. <laughs> like, I was just like, it's like, oh, it's time to watch Transformers today. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just what, you know, you, yeah, as a kid, as a, as you, a kid you just want to, yeah, shit. you just yeah. lock into it. And you just, that was the one that I locked into. And it's just like, yeah. I got I to see Transformers again. <laughs> I'm sure that's the one my parents were like, oh, God, not this movie again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I watched this, I watched Star Wars. Watch that Ewok movie. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know that I ever really like, locked into where I could say, oh, it was this one movie. I think I was always kind of spread out a little bit over a handful of movies. Yeah. And there were other movies I watched multiple times. But yeah. Nothing as much as Transformers. That, as one, much as that, that, that one was the one of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they had Aliens on VHS. And yeah. Watch that... Uh, Secret of Nim, I watched. Yeah, I did watch Secret of Nim a lot. I watched Die Hard a fucking <laughs> shitload. <laughs> that movie's badass. Indiana Jones. Yeah, Star Wars, of course. Ghostbusters, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, I watched Ghostbusters a few times. But yeah, most of them, it's like I'd watch them a few times, like every so often. I'd yeah. be like, oh, I haven't seen this in a, year, in a while. I should, right. I should watch this. And Transformers though. Yeah, that, that one was, was like that was constant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, it's That was my childhood was Transformers right there. At some level, um I want to say that that's uh the foundation of your your anime like Yeah. I mean, and then growing up whatever. and finding out how thoroughly tied into Japan right, it was, right. it was kind of was like, oh, Transformers is an anime. I've I've been watching anime my whole damn life. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, I think that's very um, foundational to your your yeah. entertainment habits. Yeah, probably is. But for some reason, you before all that, like that's the movie you locked in on for some reason. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What was it that like? Got what, me yeah. That? What about it? The yeah. the transforming element. I mean, everybody likes a transforming robot. Yeah. Was it? Uh, was it the massive? Uh, violence against <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> yeah there's the the whole 
Grimlock chomping on Sharktacons. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, you got like all the the planets and like I was just yeah, Orson Welles and talking as he's like a fucking planet in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you got Leonard Nimoy in a yeah. villain role. He does a really good villain. Yeah, so there's yeah. like yeah, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, I always just had this uh, idea that maybe someday I'd go to like some like convention or whatever and see Leonard Nimoy and be like oh I, I loved you in Transformers <laughs> like, <laughs> be like the, the least known role he's in right, the, yeah, like, uh, the one thing he never hears yeah yeah just be like bring in some like Galvatron <laughs> toy for him to, to autograph that would have been that would have been awesome but oh well you missed your chance yep unfortunately sadly yeah poor, poor Leonard Nimoy yep. he's a good guy at least he seems like a good guy. I don't know him, so. Right. <laughs> he was in Star Trek. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Seems like you'd have some good guys in that, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Crystal, anything else? I don't know. I mean, just. I, there was. Which, uh, something else that surprised me is how many um, just like on location shots there are in like the wilderness. And yeah, stuff. there like, is. Yeah, there's a lot of that. <clears throat> that a, and I was like, oh, holy crap. Like you're having these puppets out in freaking like grassy fields and like this mountainous. Like, like that's not a set. That's like right, that's a freaking yeah. waterfall there. That, no I think set. all all those like on location <laughs> things help to sell the rest of it as well, too. Right. Because right. like. Like not like tricking your brain, but you're sort of just taking it all in, and that journey of Jin, where he's just yeah going, you know, kind of in a Lord of the Rings way, where they right. <laughs> show him it like is. going through the fucking grass and stuff, and it's like a high, like a helicopter shot or something like that. Yeah, and with the the mystics too, when they're just on their little oh that shit, is, I fucking yeah. love that, and the specifically the one image where. It's like a sunset, and they're yeah, silhouetted. Yeah. And like, that oh was, man, that was a great shot! It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love the uh, when the one just bursts into flame. Yeah, and the others just look back like, oh, all right, <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> yeah, because like, that's life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I love. As a kid, I didn't pick up that they were connected for some reason. Like, it always surprised me. At like by the time it got to the end, mm. um, and so watching it this time, obviously I know what's going to happen, but I was just noticing like, wow, they you know they right from the beginning, man, they just really hammered that. Yeah, um, it's not exactly like you don't know what's going to happen or where it's going to go, but they definitely. Um, yeah, they're, they're definitely paralleling them. Yeah, right they the they, they do that and they foreshadow some sort of thing that they're they're uh, related. Right, right. They're not just like these two things happening. Yeah. On their own. But they they both appeared after the conjunction or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Like Ogra, she was just She's awesome, yeah. Yeah, there's just some some <laughs> weirdly goofy lines that she had that were entertaining, <laughs> like not remembering precise wording of. But 
Well, she fucking takes her eye out. Yeah, and just kind of points it around. How fucking cool is that? Yeah, that and was, it's that all was, like moving around and shit yeah, like an I eye. Mean, that was one of the effects that I was thinking about is when she puts the eye back in and then it moves around until yeah. it points forward. And I'm like, how the freaking hell did they know it pointed forward? <laughs> Yeah, so I, mean, I spent a good portion of this movie kind of trying to find the seams and the special effects. You did. And, and, oh. and kind of failing most of the time. Oh, really? Wow. Like, I was looking at like, how are they? Like trying to see where things were going. And, yeah. And like a lot of it is just, and I guess eventually just come to the realization, oh, that's just, that's got to be a guy in a suit. There's no other way they could have like. Right. Because part of this too it's like, okay, you got like, okay, Gelflings are small and whatever, but it's like, you don't really have anything to judge it against on a human scale because yeah, there are no humans true. in that's it. True. So it's like, and that's not just on the world scale, but on the special effects scale. I'm like looking at these things. I'm like, okay, is this a puppet the size of a dude's hand or is this a puppet the size of a dude? And it's like, so you don't really have a scale to put it on yeah okay within the real world so you don't really know so it was like kind of like is is there a guy in there is that big enough to have a guy in there you know it's kind of <laughs> like and you kind of eventually figure it out but there's definitely some it was kind of like a lot of it was just looking around it and just being like how how are they actually pulling this off right and, it's really it's a great example of movie magic yeah yeah because I, I kept seeing through the first part of the movie just wondering like okay how are they doing like they're they're no there's actually movement no they're on like a flat surface there's no like hole the guy is reaching up to <laughs> control the puppet or sticking <laughs> rods up or something like yeah none of that's visible and yet he's moving around on this surface so yeah. there's it's got to be somebody like and so it was kind of like sleuthing out how things were done and it kind of took me i think most of the movie to that's cool <laughs> figure a lot of things out on <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Good old puppeteering. And and some of it might be multiple people doing one thing. Right. Like I know in my only example that comes to mind is in the Puppet Master movies. (laughs) There's a character called Six Shooter and he has six arms and they all have guns and he's like a little cowboy guy. Right. And that one character to animate all of the arms, like there's a stop motion version for certain scenes and obviously that's just however many people that takes but but there's also a cable puppet that they control live hmm. in the in some of the movies and that takes like six people Jeez. just to like control everything at the same time yeah and i don't know if cable puppets were a thing in the early 80s cuz the movie that i'm thinking of is like early 90s Um, but I know like there's things in the Muppets that are multiple people like to, in order to puppeteer them. So Mm -hmm. that's also another possibility as if it's more than one person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which which is impressive in its own way because then right. you got to have the two people coordinated Together, to the yeah. point that they're able to make it seem like one creature. Yeah. And yeah. It's so. pretty impressive. It's, same thing with animatronics too. Like a lot of times there'll be like a guy that does eyes and a guy that does 
facial movements and stuff like that. And another guy that does like arms or something like that. So usually if it's animatronics, it's, it's multiple people. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's all done pretty well. Yeah. So I guess that's uh that's a dark crystal. Yeah. I feel like uh I'm not I don't know. I mean, I love it. Yeah, it's, I it's, said it I love like, like there a should be times. more to say yeah. about it, but it's just kind of like unless uh unless there's some deeper philosophical meaning in there that I'm not <laughs> There was one thing that I did want to say that to relate it to current uh the current political situation is we currently have a very divided country and together we are all humans. So to theoretically we should all be of one, you know, species. (laughs) So we just need someone to heal our dark crystal (laughs) to bring us together. (laughs) (laughs) I was just one of, that's probably the only like thought other than the puppeteering that I had while I was watching the movie. Yeah, it's uh but yeah, yeah, I think I'm <laughs> out of ideas on it and maybe if I watched it a few more times I'd come up with some yeah, overarching themes of something other than unification and Well, yeah, I mean there's definitely a theme of like don't rape the land you know respect yeah, kind of, respect nature kind of and all an that stuff because yeah. like the skexies are are always eating the animals and always taking from everything and and they're mm-hmm. you know sucking literally sucking life essence mm-hmm. out of other creatures to you know, themselves younger, younger yeah. and and just to sort of keep themselves alive and even like the the fucking that badass dying emperor that's all like ah Uh, even like he's about he knows he's like two seconds from death and he's still like fighting for his fucking scepter the shit that doesn't fucking matter yeah like so there's those people and then the mystics are super fucking like natives in the fucking you know using the land and fucking making music and all this you know they're Mm -hmm. they're these beings in harmony Harmony Gold. (laughs) You know, and then the idea is that, like, but to get, you know, like, you can't exist on either side of the spectrum. Like, you have to be, there has to be a balance. You know, you can't Mm -hmm. be, as as cool as those mystics are, they are also dying. They are also, like, a flawed race. Yeah, they're they're not getting anything accomplished either. Right, but they're fucking cool. <laughs> I love those guys. They fucking love it. like that shit where they have that sand drawing and he like throws that sand on top of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, there's there is the one like at first when I saw that I thought they were they had three arms because the, they the, do have an extra set of arms. Yeah, and at first I was like, oh, they have three, but do they have so so I was like looking for the fourth arm. Yeah, I'm like. I don't see a fourth arm. Like, I guess they just have three. That's really weird. Like, like I've never seen somebody with three arms. Like, if they're going to give them an extra arm, they give them two. I mean, like. But there's two, yeah? Yeah. Like, like at first, like, 
And then, like, a bit later on, you see one is like, oh, his is on the opposite side. That's weird. Uh, well, he's, like, playing the, like, huh, like, maybe, like, he's like, okay, just, they're just different like that. I don't know, whatever. They and can then, move like, it around. And then, like, at the end, when they go on their journey, it's like, oh, they do have the four okay. arms. It's just the angles in the beginning yeah. just never showed the fourth arm on them. And so it's just, like, <laughs> it kind of threw me for a bit. But I was like, I guess they just have three arms <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, oh now they have four okay <laughs> all right well i guess we're about tapped out for dark tower uh dark crystal yeah <laughs> i like these these uh, things fantasy things with dark as the first word yeah um so yeah uh, until until next time i'll say uh adios <laughs> <laughs> see ya <laughs> I can't really do it. Don't blame it on the moon.